Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a G Radio. This is episode 596 for April 6th, 2020. Can you believe we're going to hit episode 600 inside of quarantine? You know, I always imagined that's the way it would go. <laughs> From the start. From the very beginning, 14 years ago, I said, you know what? When we get to episode 600, we're all going to be quarantined in our homes. With those podcast episode 27, yeah. Yeah, you can go back and listen to it. That is factual information. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the timestamp he says it. Just listen to the whole thing. And then I and then I banged on my coffee table and you could hear it throughout the recording. We ate some Walmart cookies. Ate some Walmart cookies and drank some blue drink. Some blue drink. All right. Um, On the show this week, we have a lot of people in the room. We have Anthony. Hello. We have uh, Jay is joining us. Konnichiwa. We have Drew calling in from Bosnia too. I'm back. Yeah, I'm Bosnia. And of course, <laughs> of course, we have the wombat. Uh, but let me see if I can make the helicopter no- noise for Drew. <laughs> uh, I'm the only one that watches Family Guy, but the, the the episode where Stewie said, "This is what a helicopter sounds like." <laughs> I too can be in Bosnia. Nobody wants you in Bosnia. You sound like shit. I'm going to be honest. Nobody wants me here either, but yeah, here oh. I am. Oh, snap. Um, I know, Jay, you're only here for an hour. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and start with you, because I know the reason that you're joining us is because we're going to discuss a little bit of our Resident Evil 3. We sure are. I hope people got their hands on it, got time to play it. Uh, Ken, I know you played through it. Did anyone else here play through it? I played exactly as much of it as I wanted to. Which means uh... none. <laughs> That was just for you, Jake. Okay. Well, you really don't want to play RE3, the new one? He doesn't no, like, like Resident, Resident Evil. Evil at all. Oh, you don't like Resident Evil. Okay. No. Yeah. I played RE3, actually, the original one, but uh-huh. for a very short period of time before I said, yep, and turned it off. Is it, uh, like, what's, what about it kind of the like draws you away from it? Is it the, the horror aspect, the survival? It's all there. <laughs> all, all of there. the above all of the above you, you yeah no I, I'm just not a fan I have it's not a joke to say that I have tried to play all of them except like like the main series ones except mm-hmm. six because by the time six came out I'm like I don't even know why I'm still trying to play these games anymore <laughs> it sounds like me and Dark Souls like I, I just keep trying yeah I did the same thing with every GTA game that comes out I tried to play each See? one of those games I was like yeah I just just GTA, GTA to you is as Resident Evil is to me. 
Yeah, but at the same time, I, I respect the game and uh, how well it's made and everything. It just, I, it just doesn't click with me, you know. That's how I feel about the the series. But I, I imagine it's something similar for you as well. I, I get I, it. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Resident Evil Three came out and uh, it's gotten some mixed reviews, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I came on to talk about it, because the big uh, point of contention I feel like this week after RE Three came out is the whole what is a game's worth based on. Once again, I mean, we we go to this conversation every time there's a AAA game that comes out and um, it doesn't have enough content as per what people feel like it's necessary for a $60 game and everything. But like, let's go ahead and just talk about our experiences first. Ken, like, what what can you tell me about the game and how'd you, how'd you like it? So, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird because, you know, I booted up, I started playing it. I'm like, oh, this feels a lot like RE2. Um, Same engine, same kind of style of gameplay. Um, and I kind of played for about three, three and a half hours my first session. I'm like, cool, come back and realize that I'm already over halfway through the game. And it's like, I don't think it's necessarily the length because RE2's first run through campaign kind of similar. I think it took me like eight hours. Mm -hmm. Um, but the difference with RE3 from RE2 was like the pacing of RE3 feels so much faster. Yes, definitely. And I and I don't know why that is because I I understand that there's not like there's like no puzzles like at all none none so that's a part of it and also a part of it is that they kind of like I didn't play on the harder difficulties because that's just not my jam but they still like even compared to RE2 that I didn't play on the harder difficulties they really kind of pump you full of so much ammo that it really kind of doesn't matter <laughs> right. Uh, I will say that most likely for anyone that has played RE2 and finished it, because it's a very similar game as uh, Ken pointed out, it might be better to start off on the hardcore difficulty. Because yeah. while there are differences from the standard mode, it isn't that big. And I think that's kind of like the sweet spot for the difficulty of the first run. And after you beat hardcore mode, you unlock Nightmare, which is very different in a lot of ways. Because uh, A, enemies become incredibly aggressive. Uh, to the point where the last boss can be like a huge headache. Like I think I one shot the last boss the first time I played him in hardcore, and then it took me something like fifteen, sixteen tries on nightmare mode to beat him because of how aggressive he was and how he would stun like me to death and everything. But um yeah, it's just RE three as we know, um the way we compare it, do we compare it to RE2 remake, or do we compare it to the original RE3, though? Like, what's what's the better comparison? Yeah, it's it's hard, because it feels like it tries to be RE2, mm-hmm. um, but it is it is not RE3, like, I, at least from what I remember playing RE3, I think the last time I played it was on GameCube. RE3, the original, felt like a very bite-sized Resident Evil with a different theme. Like, I remember that game not being that long, even in Resident Evil terms. Right, right. So, and the thing about RE3, uh, the original, is the the live selection or live option. I forget what it's called officially, but it's those moments where you have different choices that you can make that kind of branch out the game in different ways. Uh, whether yeah. you end up in different areas or you end up uh, like fighting like a different boss or something like that, or some, something happens that's like different in each playthrough. And I enjoyed that because it kind of promoted multiple playthrough, 
without the need for difficulties and everything. It's so, called live selection, by the way. Live selection. Yeah, thank you. So because this game doesn't have that, they kind of are falling back on the difficulty, which is nice because of the whole shop thing, where each achievement that you earn within the game allows you to get points, which you can spend in the shop to get like items and things that are not within the actual game, like special weapons, an additional costume. Uh, like I some... like the I like the coin things yeah, that you could yeah. like regenerate health or have you know stronger attacks and things like those are those are they take up inventory slots but they're neat. Yeah, and you can also buy a larger inventory from the get go as well to kind of facilitate you using those coins. Like yep. the defensive coins, for example, are a lifesaver because if you're playing in Inferno mode, you get attacked, you're gonna die. That's just that's just how that goes without any of those coins. If you have them, they're much more manageable. But if you don't, it's uh it's it's a goddamn it's a goddamn inferno, you know. Uh, so, so basically, it's a short game, and it feels even shorter because of the nature of how the game is paced. It's a very breakneck pace. It's one of those games, like I think it's one of those games that's perfect for two sitters or just one sitting, just blazing through the entire experience because it almost feels like there's no good st- a good point to stop, like. If, yeah, you have those uh, rests, uh, you know, those save rooms that you can go into. You can get a little bit of a breather, but everything feels like it's always leading forward to the next big set piece. And yeah. in that way, it's really fun because your first time experience tends to be like very intense, you know, very fun and everything. But the subsequent playthroughs, oftentimes because of how kind of set PC nemesis can be, it can lead to a feeling of repetitiveness quicker than it would you know, otherwise feel. And that's kind of like where we're at, right? Like, like you have this game that is typically speaking, if you play through it twice, I think maybe let's say like 10, 12 hours of content. I think that's a fair amount of hours spent playing a video games to warrant the $60 because $60, a lot of games do that or maybe less. So, and it comes with resistance too. Yeah, that's in the yeah, package. That's the, so. that's the thing. And I, along with, it seemed like I didn't know because I, I wrote my review before anything else went live, but I, I made the choice of not putting resistance as a, as a weighing factor on my review because I couldn't get any games on in the actual full game version of the game. Um, uh, at least not even not more than just like one, and that's not enough to like actually review a piece of a uh, piece of gameplay. So I I withheld, and it seemed like a lot of other reviewers followed that guideline too because you know they couldn't really play. So why would they add it into the review? So yeah. I think I think Resistance is cool. I appreciate what it does, but it definitely isn't something that I'm interested in playing. I play Resident Evil for either you know the single player campaign or if it has a co op campaign, yeah, then I'll, I'll play through that too. But it's not something that I want to use. I want to play this like, uh, what is this act like dungeon, dungeon keeper or something? You remember that game where you play like the mastermind and you try to kill the heroes? Yeah, yeah, it's dungeon yep. keeper. Yeah, hey, dungeon keeper. Yeah. So it kind of has that vibe when you're playing as the mastermind, which is neat. Like being able to control like G Birkin or the tyrant is actually really fun. But playing as like the survivors and stuff like that, it's not. It's not really. It's not really something that I, I particularly enjoy. So. You end up in a you end up with a game where you have the single player campaign, which is great. Um, it's got some replayable, uh, replayability because of the the shop and the the additional difficulty, but it certainly lacks lacks content. It doesn't have a lot of the things that the original games did. It adds a couple of things that are brand new to the game, which I think is great. But I think as the overall package, it feels like a lesser game. 
So yeah, I mean they did remove some stuff too. Like there's a boss fight that's missing. Yeah, yeah, the uh, grave digger, I think the giant. Yeah, worm. the worm. Yeah, yeah, the worm is missing. There's a couple other things, a couple areas that are missing. Clock but tower, it... obviously the uh, you know purely kind of a pivotal area that's kind of missing. Um, but they did expand the hospital though. Which they was did. Nice. They did. I think I I really enjoy playing as Carlos by the way. The characterization for Carlos and Jill in this game is great. I, Jill actually feels like a human being instead of just like a poster girl, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah, and uh, Carlos's actual like character development and their kind of chemistry that kind of uh, over <laughs> time feels natural. I saw the screenshot because. I, I haven't played with the other skins yet, like the original RE3 skins, and I see Carlos without the hair, and I'm like, that? No. no. Nah, no go, go, back, go back, go back, go yeah. back. We need the Muppet hair. This Muppet hair is fantastic. <laughs> that Carlos's hair should be in some kind of gaming museum. It looks amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hair, hair physics done right, you know? But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really difficult to quantify. It's one of those things where I, if I felt the RE3 game by itself, without resistance, was worthy of the $60 tagline, I think I would have given uh, an 8.5 or a 9 based on just my pure enjoyment of the game, which I thought was fantastic. But when I went through the additional you know, playthroughs and everything, I wasn't having as much fun. Unlocking stuff was good. Having goals and actually wanting to go through them wasn't great. So it kind of ends up at that point where, yes, the content of the game kind of makes us feel like a lesser, lesser package than it could have been. But at the same time, for example, it really determines to how big of an RE fan that you are, right? How how much are you going to enjoy this game? If this is going to be your first Resident Evil game and you're kind of unclear, then obviously maybe go to RE2 Remake or, an, or you know, RE1 Remake, which you can obviously get at a deep discount at this point, versus a brand new game that you could play now just because it's kind of in the zeitgeist. But if you are an RE fan and you have been for a very long time like myself, uh, the experience that I had, the first initial, let's say, 10, 12 hours of playthroughs that I did is well worth the, the asking price because of, that's kind of what quantifiable worth means, right? It's different, you know, to each and uh, each every individual. So reading a review, I think you should really take into consideration what the person is saying, like how their pers- personal experiences uh, cater to your own personal experiences and what their likes and everything are. There's kind of a guideline for following people that write reviews. You want to follow people that A, you can trust to be honest uh, and objective to a, a certain degree because, you know, there's there's no such thing as true objectivity. Uh, all reviews are subjective. So you have to pick the ones that kind of feel like you guys have the same, same kind of similar interests and go kind of follow what they're what they're saying and also obviously read the fucking review there's so many people that just <laughs> that just that just point out the scores like oh this oh. place gave it a 58 did they did they justify why giving it a 58 you know did they have some technical issues oh, that well, not a lot of people did i'm gonna uh, dunk on a site a li- later on this very pot the very episode of this podcast about something but i'm not gonna mention which one yeah, yeah well, <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, yeah. But, don't don't but, don't mention the actual names of places. No, but, but yeah, um, be very. But easy. I mean, like, it's it, there is it. There is a. Oh, well, like I know what there, this is a reference to. Yes. Yeah. There is a. <laughs> yes. There is a. Um. But but and I'll speak about it later. But there there is a sense of I, I think people need to understand like every review is subjective, one hundred percent. Sure. Uh, there is a level of objectivity to it because everybody's playing the same game, um, but. People respond to it differently, and it is important to know who's reviewing what. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be probably less critical of 
sort of what would be considered kiddie games than somebody else on this site. Um, but like, that's just kind of where I find enjoyment. You know, I gave ukulele and um, uh, ukulele in the impossible layer and um, unravel two both tens, but they're tens in what they're doing. They're not, you know, like those two tens. I don't think feel like neither. They're not really comparable side by side. But I also gave a ten to Resident Evil Two. And well, I mean that's just obvious. It's, I mean, <laughs> but but it's it's a thing where it's like those the, even between myself, like I'm not weighing those against each other. That's kind of impossible. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh. And, and and the thing with the price and the uh, the amount of gameplay, like I would have spent full price on the Shadow of the Colossus remake, a game I've already played, even if they didn't add in the little extra collectibles. And, you know, like that would have been fine with me, but they sold it at a lesser price. And that's just a thing that Sony decided to do, um, that not every publisher has to do it. And in a world where people are willing to pay for the Switch tax, which is like a full price for a game that's however many fucking years old. Did you see that wonderful retweet I put up the other day? Probably, Ken. Um, so cheap-ass gamer put up Burnout Paradise Remastered oh, on yes. sale on the Xbox Store for four ninety nine, or you can order it for the Switch for forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. You sent me that to show me. Holy um, shit! Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> stuff like that where people and look, I get it. Burnout's a lot of game, but it, like, this is not just a a port. This is a lot of work went into this still. Yeah, and it's like it's unfair to be like, ah, it's short. Like clearly, like I I've never played Resident Evil for the original, but I even heard that that is short, and it sounds like they've at least tried to make every playthrough, every other playthrough, worthwhile in some way. Yeah, I think I think Jay I think Jay nailed it with if you're just coming into Resident Evil, this is not this is complimentary Resident mm, yeah. Evil. Think of two, it kind two. of as a companion piece to RE2. Yeah, exactly. How RE3 originally was as well, because yep. this is a game that the story spans before RE2 and ends after RE2. So it kind of fills in the literal gaps between what happens within the uh, the Raccoon City. Um, you so... see part of the event in RE2. Yeah. Like, you actually do go through the police station. You do. And oh, you do see you? some characters yeah. from RE2 in it, RE3 as well. It's, it's I, like, I, I haven't sat down to play it, even though I have it, just because of where I am currently um, in in every day, day-to-day life. But it's, uh, it's something I do want to sit down with, because I do have an interest. And I personally think the best fear that I had in RE2 was Mr. X, and this is that on drugs. So I wish you no, I, I honestly that that portion of the game I wish it was more. Yeah, Mr. I wish X. it was longer. Yeah, yeah, it's it's oh, very. This part, it's, in, in this game, it's not as strong. Or him chasing you is very scripted, and most of your encounters are scripted, and that's oh, that was super no. disappointing to that me. That sucks. Yeah. That was yes. my favorite part of R eight too. Is I'll be doing something and it's like, I mean he's a, he's a lot worse than Mister X because he can jump and and use yeah, his tail to X, catch you. But but Mister X also just wandered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside of the very first section of the game, you know, Nemesis that unfortunately that's one of the that's one of the downfalls of the replayability. It, element it sounds like it sounds like this this is kind of like 
I mean, they, they clearly had less dev time. It feels rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I mean, like, even just based on the fact that, like, how long did our, like, we had heard rumors about RE2 being worked on for how long, and then it came years. out. Years. They, they, yeah. they worked on that for years. And and then all of a sudden, it's like, within a year, <laughs> RE3. It, it, it's kind of funny. And because it's like, I know that you use, like, I know that a lot of the work is already done for it. Like, getting the third... third well, that's, that's actually a misconception. Uh, based on the official word, if it is to be believed, and I, I, I tend to believe it in this particular case, is that RE3 was actually being worked on alongside RE2. Oh, so it's a, uh, it, yeah. it was probably a, a it different It was in development team. for a long time, too, yeah. But but it's it's like, you know, mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they've worked, once they worked out the engine, because I believe it's the same, it's the same engine as yeah, R- 7. R- so it's like, you have to... It's an engine built for first person, and they made it third and it's like once that's done they probably split into teams then and it's no, like they made, even they then they cry five off of this engine too right yep. oh did, that's right yep. i forgot that's it the same engine yeah so. yeah so like once they got all that working like you know it's 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 a you don't have to do that work again so yeah. i think it's super interesting kind of the the comparison of like if you if you were around when re2 came out this development cycle for these remakes almost mirrors that because RE2 was was built and rebuilt for years. Right, because there's, one, two, there's 1. 1. 1.5 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but then RE2 comes out and everybody's like, holy shit, this is the best Resident Evil ever made, and some people still considered that up until the new one came out. Resident Evil 3 came out like less than a year later in on, in the original PlayStation days, and again, felt like a compliment almost like an expansion pack to Resident Evil 2. It's it's weird that this mirror is that almost identical because we're getting RE3 Remake right around a year after RE2 Remake came out, and it just feels like a compliment to yeah. that original and while, history repeats itself. You know, it's funny yeah. how that works out. And while I don't think any of us have any real sort of big interest in the multiplayer, because um, I sure as hell don't, um, you know, this is from Capcom, who, what, they've sold two sort of, like, at least close to full-price multiplayer-only Resident Evil games. So, Well, I mean, it's it's better than Umbrella Core, if that's... But, but that's what I'm saying. Well, like, I mean, like, they sold Umbrella much... Core. What was it? Umbrella Core, and there was another one that I can't remember the name of. Uh, you talking about don't, Outbreak? Don't. No. Operation, if no, you're talking about Operation Raccoon City, City, you can go straight you, to hell because that's a great but, video. But what I'm saying do is, do not is that... talk shit about. That. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking shit at all. It, it's always the I other talk one. Shit about it. ORC like, baby. But it's, it's like, they, they were they were both, I believe, full price titles, and this is not like they're not selling this at full price when we know that they could. So like they're selling. They could try, but I don't think they're going to sell it. Yeah, yeah, but I I think the the main point is the idea of people like I see especially like I watch some like good like speedrunners and stuff like that uh, playing through the game, uh, which I thought was enjoyable to see someone that I know play through the game for the first time. And at the end of the their like session, in their in their thoughts, they were talking so much shit about like reviewers about all the things that they didn't mention about the game. That's why it got like low scores and everything. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there. It's like I mentioned all of these things. In my review, I did all the things. I did multiple playthroughs. I get it. I get it. It's fine, but I don't like being generalized into that group of people that a can't play video games because I assure you that I can, and b don't give the games the time that they they need in order to actually go through. Which once again I do as well. So I just want people to digest reviews in the proper way. Don't just go to the biggest sites. Just 
go looking for people or you know uh or publications that you can trust and has writers that have similar tastes as you and just kind of follow what they do if you care about reviews at all if you don't just play a fucking demo and then decide for yourself whether or not you want to play the game ain't got no demos no more (laughs) well r luckily had a pretty decent demo despite no it did it did and and I, I hear a lot of that conversation of people going around like, oh, don't listen to reviews, play it for yourself. Like, I, I, if I don't you know only you, had sixty dollars, yeah, I was gonna say sixty dollars per. I tried doing that one year and it it ruined me. Yeah, don't don't. Like, that is a bad thing. Don't do that. I oh. bought No Man's Sky at full price and went, oh, this is. And then I bought Uncharted Four and went, oh, why am I doing this to myself? And I kept going. I kept. My suggestion is to go Don't out there and find find people that you mm-hmm. you you know their tastes, read their reviews, watch video of people playing it. I mean, don't watch yeah. full playthroughs, but and give it time. You ain't gotta buy it day one. Dude. Yeah, and and like there's this lovely thing where like both Metacritic and Open Critic will put a little blurb of the person's writing from the article, and like that quick thing is not there to sum up like there are arguments of why they are giving it the score they're giving it's explaining to you like how this person writes and how this person may feel and then you're supposed to click on the review and actually read it i realize we're talking if you care enough to make it weigh on your decision at all then you should give it the time that you need to actually get informed on that particular writing nope it says Uh, five out of ten and fuck that person (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're at. I, I that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do away with scores in general. But I understand it's a part of the industry. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's it's fine. Whatever. I've dealt with it. But I just want people to digest reviews in a healthy, like best of your possible consumer way. Because ultimately, you know, like we're we're playing through these games, we're reviewing it because we enjoy it. I mean, I think I would still write reviews if zero person was reviewing it, uh, zero person was reading it. But at the same time, that's kind of like me getting my creative chops out in the wild because it's something that I need to do to kind of feel centered in my life. But at the same time, if you're if you're going to be using that as some kind of way, just just do it right. You know, just just, you know, either don't use it at all or use it in a way that is actually useful and not harmful to yourself. That's all. That's all we want for yourself as as a consumer. It's just just be smart about it. You know, it's not it's not that difficult. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, anything else that you guys want to talk about about RE three in general? I think I'm good. I I talk a little bit about it, um, and I and I'm kind of right there. It it felt good to. I'm not a guy that's mad that a game is short. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will agree that as soon as I finished it, I saw the store and I bought the Jill classic costume mm-hmm. and I bought the health regeneration coin and I immediately wanted to start a new playthrough, but I just, yeah. I just haven't yet. So that, yeah, that's a yeah. good sign. It is. It is. That's, I did that immediately after I bought the, 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 I bought the costume and I bought the write-in gun. Uh, I saw that thing. Gun. Dude, that <laughs> thing is fun to use because it's not overpowered because if you don't hit an enemy's weak point, it does zero damage. But if you hit it, it kills most enemies in one shot. So it's like you got to really be careful because it has a huge delay between shots. So if you miss, you can be screwed. But outside of that, it's really fun. Um, I'll I'll tell you a very disappointing thing that happened to me, and I don't know where I missed it, but I missed the mag on my playthrough. Oh, you did. You got to go through the hospital with Jill. I thought I did. I walked through it. I'll tell you what. The hospital was the most stressful part for me because the fucking hunters could kill you in one hit. 
The hunters can kill you in one hand. The lickers can also kill you in one hand as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but the but hunters, hunters, there's hunters, so oh. many of them in the hospital, and they move so fast. Yeah, hunters are dead. I love their inclusion. I also like the hunter, hunter betas as well. Uh, hunter gammas, the the giant ones within the sewers. Oh. Oh god, those things suck. Like, the the first time I walked around a corner, I saw it, I turned and ran the other way, and there was another one. <laughs> and I just got eight, and I was like, alright. Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no herb coming you, come, uh, bringing you back from that one. <laughs> no, I'm just dead. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of instant kill stuff that you gotta watch out for, which increases the tension quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, enough of our RE3. I just want, you know, consumers to be smart about things. Uh, save your money. Um, use it on the things that will likely be something that you will truly enjoy. You know, that's basically all there is to it. Uh, another game that I've been playing a lot of uh, within the last, like, few weeks, I guess, is Neo 2. Did anyone talk about that game? No, the game no. buddy has played it. You're um, the guy that plays all the Dark Souls-ish stuff right. and difficult <laughs> stuff, so we just wait for you to come on, although my father is playing it. Right, that's that's fair and enough. Talks, talks to me about it a lot. <laughs> so Neo Two is, I think, a really good example of building on the success of his predecessor without having to water down what was so good about it. So it adds a bunch of different mechanics, like um, being able to get cores from yokai that you defeat and then use their skills, their essence in battle, which is actually really cool because there's like I think. There's over like two dozen different skills that you can use in the game, so you can kind of use those to fit the uh, need of a uh, specific scenario that wasn't in the game before. Uh, there's all these like different uh, like yokai shift abilities that you can do, and you, like uh, crush counters is one other thing that you can do, which is kind of like one of those things where an enemy is about to do a very damaging attack or something with like a long wind up you can kind of interrupt it in the middle if you can kind of spot it and use your proper timing to do it and then you can get a huge amount of damage in get some um get some free hits and whatnot but that those are kind of like additions to everything that neo was already doing like neo was already a very complex game where myriad of different mechanics going on with all the loot and equipment that you have with tampering inheritables uh like all this all these stances, you, every weapon has three different stances with different moves. You have to see your skill tree. So it's like very, very deep and complex. But it adds on top of that without it being overwhelming. So, And then it really hits that like, like sweet spot for a game that is super complex, but also super satisfying for you to kind of mess around in and try to build like the perfect build for yourself. It can be time consuming to get the right pieces of armor and get the right like inheritable things on there and stuff like that. But once you build it and you feel really, really powerful, it's actually uh, very rewarding. The overall like story arc is, is different because you actually make your own characters this time. So, you know, silent protagonists and all that stuff. Um, and uh, the character, man, the character creation in Neo 2 is pretty crazy. They're getting crazy with character creations nowadays. Like, like Code Vein had a really crazy character creator, and now Neo 2 does as well. You can make some really similar-looking characters. Um, but it's, I just really... It's, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I'm still playing it because it has the additional difficulty where all the... You know, kind of like when you beat Diablo 3 for the first time, now that the game has actually started? You know what I mean? Yeah, you get the, those like tiers of difficulty. Yeah, yeah. The the end game has begun, and that's kind of what Neo Two is, is like. So you beat the game. It took me like forty hours to beat the game, and then now I'm actually playing the game now because 
I'm at the end game. I'm making my builds. I'm going through the harder difficulties and all this stuff. So it's really fun. Like if you like Neo One, there is zero percent chance that you will dislike Neo Two. Zero percent. Well, I like Neo One, but I can't play it, so I won't be buying Neo Two. <laughs> Because it's too hard, or those games are just too hard. I, I get frustrated because I, you know, I'll sit down to play a game, and it, it's why Overwatch is such a great thing for me. I can sit down for thirty minutes, or I can sit down for an hour, and I feel like I've accomplished something. Whereas with Neo, Dark Souls, stuff like that, I'll sit down, I'll play, I won't progress at all except for what I learned, and I might not play that game for another week. Right, and then you'll forget everything, and I forget everything, and I got to start back over, and it's just like, okay, I, you know, well, if you I do, was... you do have more time, Ken. So I'm just saying, if you're gonna play through one of those games, you know, it might not might be a good time. Yeah, I'd probably still end up in the same boat. I'd switch over and watch Street Fighter the movie like I did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Drew's influence is is bad on you, but you know. What are you gonna do? You know what? There's a line in that movie that I genuinely sat up in my chair and I laughed out loud as the truck was rolling towards the base to explode and Zangief just goes, Somebody change the channel That that line is one of the most repeated <laughs> lines among another of my friend groups. We say that all the time. It's Quick change. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's very funny. Wait, how does that work in the context of that particular moment? Uh, they're watching a report on a news uh, of of them telling oh. them they're gonna blow them up. Uh, and he thinks by changing the channel that the bomb happen. won't It'll go stop off. the truck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very funny. Yeah. Very funny. It's that's one of those cult classic movies that I can appreciate for what it is because <laughs> it is undoubtedly a bad movie, but it has a one terrific uh, performance and uh, some incredibly quotable lines. You know, Make, makings of a good cult classic, honestly. Oh, absolutely. And but when you watch it now and you think about all the things you got mad about, like Dazim is a doctor. What? Charlie is blocking. No. Balrog is a cameraman. <laughs> what is going on in this movie? Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things. Like you don't understand why you got mad about certain things until you're like you kind of see it from you know like a hindsight kind of deal it's like wow none of this matters this is just a fun time you know and that yeah. should have been good enough but it, it wasn't at the time so no we were when we were younger when video game movies were made we were pissed like if you remember we all were pissed when mortal kombat was announced because it was pg-13 mortal and kombat was like, pg-13 yes it was oh, man, that that movie feels like an r yeah and it, you like you watch it like oh it's pg-13 there won't be any fatalities this movie is going to suck and it's no, still probably man. the best video game movie ever made. Pretty uh, good. A lot of people are saying Sonic is the best video game. So I, I can talk about that in a little bit. My son and I watched that movie uh, this weekend. Nice, nice. I'll hold off on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Neo 2 is great. I'm having a blast with it. I kind of constantly go back, do my Twilight missions that pop up every day, uh, kind of make a little bit more progress with the, the newer difficulty and everything. Yeah, if you've been holding off thinking that uh, Neo 1 is not as good as Neo 2, I would say it's probably a little bit better. So you know, check it I've out. heard it's, it's I've good. heard it's really good, and the thing I think that disappointed me the most is when I saw people talking about it, and like I like I love the look and like the design of like the enemy bosses, and I just looked at all that stuff, and I was like, man, another game that I just will not play and that I want to. It's uh, Lacan. It's like this is especially uh, a bad one in a lot of ways for someone in your situation, and obviously Ryan as well. Because I believe this game in particular is the worst uh, offender when it comes to the difficulty, difficulty like uh, let's say difficulty progression. It is the hardest at the very beginning of the game, 
and it tapers off super hard after you get to like the the second area or something like that because not only do you have really weak equipment you also have less healing items at the beginning of the game to mess with and you have obviously less experience with the game so you don't know what you're doing and the enemies are designed to kind of mess you up especially the second one so it's like I don't know why they do it like this. It should it should be like a little easier at the beginning to like kind of ease people into the gameplay, but it's like super hard. And then once you once you get the gameplay and it clicks and you start building up your repertoire of moves and stuff, it gets much easier. It's one of those things where I think the second boss, the second big boss that I had to fight, took me like 12, 13 tries to beat. And then I one shotted the the fourth boss. I one shotted the fifth boss. I one shotted the sixth boss. You know, it's like. It's, I just like you know going through like the motions of those bosses. Like I knew exactly what I needed to do and everything. So it's very, very not not friendly to to people that are not going to be invested in the long haul for that game. So it is yep. what it is. Yeah, I will. I will never play that game. Which is it's <laughs> fine. Sucks. I finished yeah. Doom. I went to Resident Evil, and then this week I'll probably pick up Final Fantasy. So yeah, shout out to all those people that got Final Fantasy VII remake early. Yeah, good for them. Bumps. But, you know, hope they're having a good time. Just don't spoil it for other people if there's anything cool that... You know, <laughs> I mean, watch. just don't watch that new trailer from Square. I hear that Hell thing no. is spoilerific. No, <laughs> there's no way I would watch a Square final trailer for anything. Especially <laughs> when it's, like, five minutes long. You're like, oh, goodness. No, I think it's eight minutes long, Ken. So I was oh like, there's God. no way I'm watching that. That's some Kojima levels of trailer. Yeah, so like, you know, you know pretty much what's going to happen if you watch this trailer. Yeah, they, they probably show you like the final boss and everything, and then I don't I don't want to mess with that. Uh, I I you know I'm I'm sure you guys talk about Doom Eternal a lot, so I'm not gonna go into it much. I will say that there was one turning point where I thought Doom Eternal was was good, and you know I, I was having a good time. The moment that it turned from good to great is when I got the super shotgun. Oh, that sequence yep. is so good. That's, that's exactly when I was like, oh, good. We are finally getting into the part where this game is fun to play. I, I love, like, oh, kind of a chore. I love the fact that the guy comes over the radio and is like, they've got your weapon. I was like, what? And then you, it's the way you get the weapon. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, where you take control and, of the, and then yeah. you And then what did you, did you do it? Of course I did it, it immediately. Right no! in the face. <laughs> And, and I've upgraded. That's the only gun I've fully upgraded so far. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the so chain, the so chain, maybe fire, the fire chain. So yeah. I'm like fly, flying towards a guy and just. You want me to <laughs> tell you? You want me to tell you the so unlock the rune that slows things down when you're in the air because then oh, it slows no. down when you use the chain. Oh, does it? Yes, oh, it does. Shit. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. I will oh, say that it's, it is now one of my favorite weapons in many video games ever. <sighs> the pure impact and power. Yeah, of it. it's it's way better than the super shotgun in Doom 2016. Yeah. Does anybody have good, the classic but... sounds? No. No, I just have the regular version. Oh man! I, I listened oh, to the classic man. sounds, and I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, because everything else is still kind of just normal sounds. Does it, area, does it remove the the crazy soundtrack when you do the the original sound? No, or? no, no, no. The soundtrack okay. is still there, but like everything from melee attacks to weapon sounds, they are sound. all classic Doom sounds. Hmm. And like I, it, because the enemies aren't making the sound, I was like, the same. Yeah, it's it's a little weird and jarring. But on my like when I went back to do collectibles, I turned it on. 
Is there I, is there like an infinite ammo thing that you can yes, turn? Yes, there is. Like an, only yes, just there use is. A shotgun? Okay, good. Yes, there is. Yeah, there's there's a the cheat codes are great, and when you I got and that. like it literally says when you pick them up, <clears throat> it says this will not affect any progression. And just I, go, I was very just go crazy and have fun. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can't do are the the gates. battle arenas. Yeah. Yeah, the gates uh, okay. you can't do that's, because those are part of fair. the collectibles. Yeah, so. that's fair. It's one of those things where I respect the hell out of the the game flow flamethrower to get armor glory yep. kill to get health uh and the chainsaw to get ammo that's a great great trifecta of things you got to juggle and, and, in order to manage but at the same the... time uh, you know i still want to just shoot demons in the face with my super shotgun with infinite ammo and just have a good time after a long well, days once work, you, you know? get the once you get the chain into the fire chain mm-hmm. you'll be flying towards the enemy shooting him in the face and he drops armor because they're on fire yeah, the that's, chain, that's the chain like, lights mm, on fire to give you mm, armor, which is beautiful. It, I stopped using the flame belch, basically, because I'll just be like, ah, I can shoot this guy in the face as I'm flying towards it. So uh, I, I've i been playing Doom Eternal as well, clearly. And um, it, I'll talk about it more in a minute, but it's uh, it, that's super... The only thing that's disappointing is like the, shotgun, the super shotgun and the shotgun always use the same ammo. Yeah, <laughs> I only switch over to the regular shotgun when those pink bastards come on. I gotta shoot them right into their face. That's it. That's only. Yeah, um, but like all the other guns do that in this game, mm. and I was like, hmm, because like I was very disappointed with the minigun because it uses the same ammo count as the assault rifle, whatever it's called again. Can't remember right. the actual name, and I was like, "Well, the assault rifle has 120 rounds, and I burned through that with a minigun, so like that seemed counterproductive." Yeah, uh, the ammo situation. I wish there was a little bit more. That like, that was the first thing I upgraded was my yeah, ammo. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, every upgrade I get, I always go for ammo. I was like, health, armor, whatever. Just give me yeah. the ammo. Yeah, give me the ammo. I never. I I only died a few times. And it was oh, it normally be nice. just being overwhelmed, but I constantly ran out of ammo. When you say yeah. die, you mean like fully die or like lives die? Oh no, I never live died. I always had extra lives. Oh well, what I collected it. Are you guys playing one? Uh, I played normal the first uh, time. Yeah, I don't. I didn't I just want started to off with, with the thing. with the with the with the harder difficulty. The ultra violence or something is that the ultra violence no. is the hard is the the default hardest, but there's one. It's, there's two uh, above that. Yeah, I think it's. Is it, isn't it hurt me plenty? Hurt me plenty is the default that you okay. should play if you play Doom. Ultraviolence is above that, and there's two above that that are unlocked that though. One of them unlocks when you finish the game. I think the other ones unlock from the beginning though, isn't it? No, hold on. Now I have to look this because I, those, I uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it doesn't matter. In the ultraviolence get really hard. Yeah, ultraviolence yeah. is is very hard. But, but the it's, other it's, ones, it's I'm too young one. to die. Hurt me plenty. Ultra violence. Oh, and nightmare. That's what the four. Yeah, uh, nightmare. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have that. There's a cheat code called famine. That means the enemies will not drop health. Uh-huh. And there's an achievement for finishing a level with that cheat code on. <laughs> well, that's that's gotta be pretty hard. Just got to armor everywhere, I guess. Yeah. Because that's one of those games where it's impossible not to take damage because there's just too much shit going on at all times. Oh god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. yeah. So you just gotta manage your health and armor at all times, so it's pretty good. But it's, but it's yeah, so good. It's so it's, good. it's it's a fantastic game. It's definitely one of the best games of the year. I'm glad I kind of, like, I was enjoying my time with it, but I wasn't like, eh, this isn't, like, super great until I got to that pivotal moment. And then I did, and then I'm glad I stuck with it. And I'm still, I'm still continuing to play through it. 
but yeah, as far as games I'm playing, those are the only relevant ones that I have to talk about. All right. Uh, Drew, do you want to talk about some games? You've been quiet. You play anything? You might not be there. No, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. What's up? Nothing. Hang on. I got my speaker. Hang on. <laughs> Drew just just causing all kinds of problems. It's, it's it's okay. It's okay. Every podcast sounds like we normally do. So yeah, every podcast we have, exactly. to, we have to we have to yeah we have to step it down a bit to maintain our place. So um, I uh, play a lot of Animal Crossing. Um, still really enjoying that game. I, I'll be honest with you though this this whole Bunny Day event thing can go. I, I I have not heard one person speak highly of the bunnies and the eggs. It's always sucked. It's always it's, sucked. It's when the it's terrible so... critter that comes to town, Zipper T Rabbit or whatever the fuck his name, scary as hell. Yeah, he shows up, and then everything you catch and everything you dig up is like eggs rather than what I actually want. <laughs> and then crafting crafting everything for this bunny day event. It's all tacky crap that you don't want to put in your house. So, I don't know. I'm still enjoying the crap out of the game. Um, How long does that event last for, do you know? Till the 14th. Okay, so we got a little bit of a way to go. Yeah. Um, I did play Resident Evil 3. I didn't finish it. Me and my buddy uh, played it um, together like we did Resident Evil 2. Um, got about halfway through, uh, right after the, uh, right after the train, uh, derailment, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're enjoying the game. I, even my buddy was like, I don't know if I like this as much as two. I was like, I don't think I do either, but it's still fun. He's like, yeah, we're still having a good time. He's like, I wish there were more puzzles, which I do wish there were more puzzles too. Um, but the original he, one didn't really have puzzles either, so. I know. Yeah, this is more, yeah, this is more of a like you're being hunted, you need to get away kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, yeah. a desperate escape is what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't a you're trapped in a building for hours kind of thing. Um but uh was it so I, I was going to ask did anybody else feel like the 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 jewels you were collecting in the beginning were going to be a puzzle they ended up just being items? <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was going to be a puzzle too, and then I put it in that slot and it gave me an item, and I'm like, okay, yeah, never mind. Maybe when I get all three, it'll be a puzzle, and then it wasn't a puzzle. No, yeah. it's just you just get a nice item if you get all yeah. three. Uh, the yeah. original RE3 did actually have a decent amount of puzzles, uh, especially the clock tower probably has one of the most infamous puzzles in all, all of RE. But um, outside of that, like, yeah, it, it was it was also a short game too. Yeah, the only the only puzzle that was that I had seen so far was making the train went to the right tracks, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that took all of like twelve seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's but, another uh, one later of with with mixing percentages. It's it's about okay. the same level of difficulty. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the focus uh, of the game at all. So don't go in looking for that particularly. No. Yeah, it's weird that you say a clock tower is missing because there's a clock tower added in the. RE2 remake. Yeah, well, it's missing in this one. Uh, the RE2 remake had had the clock tower, or, or RE2 had you had to go up to the top of the tower. The yeah, original. but it was a big puzzle in RE2 remake. Yeah, 
But uh, did anybody else have frame rate issues in RE3? No, not me. So well, playing... what, are you, what are you playing on? I'm playing on the X. Xbox so on the X, yeah. So I can kind of talk to this. So Capcom fucked up, and there's probably a patch coming. So they're forcing it to run at 4K. So it's not holding 60. Ah. It's dipping down into as low as 30 at times. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, you're going to notice it because it's nor- it, it'll run at 60 and then it'll drop, 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 you know? Don't they um, usually use adaptive resolution for these guys? And of they games? did on the PS4 Pro. Yeah. But for some reason, they did, they're did. they forcing the X version to run at 4K, which it's beautiful when it's not moving. But I would much rather them put a mode in there where it drops the resolution down like it did with 2. Because they did it for 2. Right. Yeah. So why did they not do it? Capcom says they're aware of it. They're going to patch it at some point. Maybe I'll wait for my second playthrough for that patch to come through. Because <clears throat> there are definitely sequences, like especially when you blow up the barrels. Where the game will drop frames. Yeah, mate. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's yeah. it's super disappointing because it's the only system that it's doing it on, and it's because Capcom is forcing it at full 4K resolution 100% of the time. Maybe Capcom thought the X could handle it, but it clearly can't. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> the, the yeah, the the X is is definitely powerful, but you can't yeah. be running that game at it's, 4K uh, 60. It's a pretty demanding game for sure. Um, yeah. I'm sure they'll put out a patch. It sounds like an easy enough fix. Just mirror the the same settings they have on the Pro. Boom, easy. Yeah, do oh. that, and then yeah. if you want to run it at 4K, just lock it to 30 and be yeah. done. You know. Yeah. There you go. Easy fix. Uh, hopefully that'll be put out soon. But if you're gonna do a second playthrough, I, I recommend you just do it with uh, your additional shop items if you can get them, though. Like. Oh, absolutely. I bought. I think I bought three items. I bought the coin. I bought the costume, and I bought something else. I have to remember what it was. Yeah, it, it changes the way you play the game quite a bit. So that's that's always nice to do for an additional playthrough. Yep. But, uh, right. I'm I'm assuming the shop is only available after you beat the game the first time. Yeah, you got to yeah. finish it, and then it'll say shop unlocked. And there's like a yeah, ton so. of items, and then it also keeps track of what you've done. Like kill this many zombies with a pistol. Kill this many zombies with a shotgun. Gotcha. And then when you okay. finish those challenges, you get, like, a certain amount of currency. Yeah. There are so some difficult it... challenges, too, like uh, beating the game without using the item box at all. Uh, beating the game only having used one one green nerve, because you actually have to use one green nerve to progress the game. Um, doing those in the same playthrough can be very challenging, but actually pretty fun, too. Hmm. So the, you kept saying, "Can you you got the classic costume?" Mine came with the classic costume. No, no, not that classic costume. The classic costume from RE One. Yeah. Oh, RE1. so makes you look blocky. No, 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 no. Oh. It's it's the outfit. Oh, the stars the, outfit. Yeah, this is yeah. stars outfit from the first game. Gotcha. Yes, gotcha. you can unlock yeah. that in the store afterwards. Yeah. The so Capcom sent us extra code, so I had a code for the game. And that code did not come with the classic costume, the the, yeah. the original RE3 one. So, like, I was looking to buy, because RE2 released the digital content to buy. And because, I, you know, I love this game so much, I'm going to support it. I was going to buy that stuff, but you can't buy it. Yeah. So, like I'm, I mean, it's not that I want it anyway, because I can't wear a skirt, Drew. Yeah, that's true. It's shorts. <laughs> How dare they? It's, it's not actually oh, a, yeah. a skirt. I heard oh that my... quote-unquote 
fucking controversy. I was like, all of all the things to make a controversy. Who cares, man? Oh my god, Jesus you can't fuck, you can't fuck your cartoon. Holy shit! This is like in the original Ari through. She never went into positions where that would matter. Cause, but now she's like crawling and shit. Let, let, let me ask you a question, Jay. Would you really want to have seen RE one RE 3s Jill on PS one upper skirt? <laughs> I believe in uh, what's, uh, that, what's that game called Dead Rising? That's an erotic uh, photo that you can take, right? One oh yeah, things. super, yes. yeah, yeah. super erotic. Let me tell yeah, you, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I, yeah, go ahead. I zoned out and I came back to and was like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about? Fucking cartoons!" So the the you did you see the controversy over Jill's outfit? No. So it's shorts I don't, now I don't instead of a skirt. Walk- Oh god! Of course, of course, somebody's upset. And somebody's mad about it. And like there was this whole thread about it, and I saw so many people tweeting don't about worry, it. Don't worry, there'll be nude mods, you stupid weirdos. There yeah, but they don't is, play on. Man. They don't play on PC. Is. They don't play oh, on well, PC. You know what? The, the, the angry people are playing on PlayStation. Come well, on, that's their own fucking fault. Always, always play on PC is my. You motto. should, uh, you should get that Nemesis sexy mod. Ugh. Oh, the one with the fucking tight black. Uh, what is that the thing speedo, called? Speedo, baby. Yeah, speedo, yeah. The umbrella Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Jill Sandwich one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was There's a Jill Sandwich one? It's yeah. literally two pieces of bread around her. <laughs> <laughs> some pieces of lettuce and tomato uh, and everything. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Mods are great. Play on PC, folks. So oh, man. Them. Hilarious. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Drew. Uh, I mean, other uh, than... Overwatch. I mean, did you? Did, really... Is it just me or did you notice? So I played yesterday, and like I was legitimately seeing new, not Smurfs, like straight up new accounts. Yes. And these people were bad. Yes. The hell is okay. Smurf? Yeah, mine's not Smurfs. Like I got into it. So here's, I'll, I'll give you an example. No, I got what, into what a is a Smurf? A Smurf Somebody is a explain to me what a Smurf, Smurf is. Smurf is slow an down, account. Smurf is an account where somebody who has played the game a lot starts a new account to play with new players, or in some cases, to just fuck around with basically bots. to make themselves feel big and bad. Yeah, it's a throwaway account. Yeah, got it. So basically, like a platinum player playing with a bunch of newbies. So I got into a match yesterday on King's Row. The match was ending. Like, the payload was moving down that last little hill to the end. I spawned in during that moment. The the match had been happening for five, six minutes, whatever. I popped out, killed one person, had a silver medal. That's how bad the team that I got thrown onto was. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting a lot of that, too. But to be honest with you, I would rather play with Smurfs that are really good at the game than play with new players. Oh, absolutely. Playing with new players is a fucking nightmare. You can totally get those three and four kill ultimates, though. That's true. Remember whenever (laughs) I played, I switched over to Xbox and played with you? I got, like, so many of the achievements because people didn't, when you hear high noon, they just kind of stood there and stared at me. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, because uh, your your Xbox account was so broken that we were playing against some of the worst people I've ever seen in my life. The thing is, is that we we did my competitive. Wasn't wasn't I like 
a win away from being a diamond player. Yeah, but also it was trying to uh, fix your rating because if you remember, you were losing and gaining like over a hundred points. That's true. Yeah, that is not normal. Like Drew, I normally gain or lose twenty points per match, so it had no idea what to do with you because you were playing. Not only were you playing a game that you were very good at on an account that was still bronze. You were being matched with me, so the matchmaking was all kinds of screwed up. That game has no idea what to do with you. No. No. But yeah, that's, to be honest with you, that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, Anthony, do you want to chat about some video games? I know everybody's not got a lot to talk about, so I'm glad okay, Jay was so, here to chit-chat about Resident Evil and Neo. So I went back to Animal Crossing New Leaf because I don't have a Switch, and I was like, well... Everybody's playing Animal Crossing, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, I've been busy as of late because I'm still working, um, and working more than I have been, actually. And so I had actually dropped off New Leaf as every person in the um, uh, town had told me. Six years. Six years since I had um, been... are you trying to figure my... out who left? Is that what you were doing? No, so 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 no. Well, yes, Drew Drew sent me a message directly instead of sending the chat. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It just he's just causing problems. Anyways, um, so <laughs> I I was uh, I walked around the town. Everybody was still there, surprisingly. Um, I because I've been back to other towns in the past, and like people are not like the citizens aren't there. Um. But I hadn't played since they had updated with the Welcome Amiibo update. And it's clear to me hearing about the new Animal Crossing game that a lot of stuff actually was introduced with Welcome Amiibo, um, like the daily tasks. You earn something called uh, Meow Coupons, which is stands for Mutual Exchange of Wealth. Um, and like you can kind of get the... Um, what is it? the event items at any time because random characters show up in like a um, trailer park. Like they come with their little RV um, and you can just buy stuff from them out of season. Um, yeah. And they added like extra little islands you can go to. Um, I can't believe how much they added to that game that I didn't know about that. I just never engaged with um, my only, uh, like the only thing I'm upset about is that, they added like a puzzle league and like one of the games from the Amiibo Festival game to the 3DS, but you have to get the items and those items only randomly show up. So you, you need a 3DS or Wii U inside New Leaf to be able to play those mini games. And they cost two of those coins that you'd earn on the 3DS by just walking around. Uh, and they're again, they're random. So it's kind of annoying, but um yeah, I was, I've been enjoying myself with an old Animal Crossing game. And then, um, like I said earlier, playing Doom Eternal. I I like that game a lot, um, but I'm kind of just disappointed it's not Doom 2016. It seems weird. Um, but it's it's enjoyable. It's a, It plays better than it feels like doom 2016 was funny and this game doesn't seem to have the same sense of humor um it this game also it's 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 an odd game like you know the collectibles aren't hidden as interest in like interesting ways in my opinion 
But well, it's because they're shown on the map. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, like the secret. They're not shown on the map. They, they are if you do the upgrade, which you should totally do. Yeah, then, okay, well, I'm not in any rush to do that because I feel like it takes away with some of the looking for. It's one of those last upgrades too that I'd probably grab. But it's um, it, it it's weird because like this game is clearly more inspired by the original Doom. Uh, with just the fact that it's got the armor and it's got the health ad- uh, uh, pickups that are like straight out of Doom One, um, it, it, it seems to be paying more uh, more tribute to Doom as a series. Like the dope fish shows up multiple times in this, um, but yeah, it's just it's kind of not as funny. And I think there's almost too much lore in my opinion. There's a lot of lore. I don't need the Doom Slayer to be some sort of ancient. Have you made it to where he talks yet? <sighs> no. Right. I look. I, I don't mind seeing his face because we used to see the face of the guy at the bottom screen, the bottom of the screen. It's just it is this weird thing where it's uh, like I really like the movie Pitch Black, but then the Chronicles of Riddick came out and it was like, ah, this is more than I need to know about all this. That's what this game feels like. It's like I don't really need to know that the Doom Slayer is. This is like a big thing, and every. I just want to be that guy, angry guy, that kills demons. I feel like that was enough of a plot, you know. And like for a game in 2016 that was like kind of just kept saying like, yeah, yeah, the plot's going on. Who gives a shit, right? Like this game's like, oh, there's a war between the demons and humankind, and he is going against the other protectors and the rules of engagement and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, this is up its own ass a bit. Um, and then, of course, it's not at other times where, yeah, you want to hear at Doom's Gate? Here it is. <laughs> Just sl- And then you can walk around your floating palace in space. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a great game, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I don't hate this game. It's just, this almost feels like what I would have expected out of Doom 2016. Uh, or, or this is kind of like, this feels like an evolution of Doom off the original two Doom games. And like Doom 2016 felt like the evolution of Doom 3. Like they both feel like different games. Um, like I'd still recommend Doom 2016 to anyone. While this game, I'm like, ah, it's a little bit more difficult. Like. I die a lot. I've died. I ran out of lives once and died. Um, it's like I find myself low on ammo because like the guns use the same ammo pools, which I wish they didn't do. Um, but I mean, I'm still loving this game. Like I'm addicted to it. And uh, now it's time to shit on Disaster Report. Um, this game fucking sucked. I hate All it. All right, moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, look, this game was cancelled when it was supposed to be coming out on the PS3 and unfortunately wasn't and I don't blame uh, Nipponichi Software for publishing it in America because America. It's, it's, a, it's, a cult, it's a cult series and like based on the name Disaster Report I had expectations and it didn't live up to that and so I decided to try to roll with what it was offering, and it 
fucking didn't deliver on that either. So this game got a three out of ten from me. And but it's a I, work I, of art. It's like a Van Gogh. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting to that, Ken. I'm getting to that. <laughs> um, look, it, it it doesn't work as a survival game, even though I'll tell you right now, original design report was nothing more than just like, hey, keep moving, but do so carefully because you could fall if you move while the world is shaking and stuff. And then the second game, Raw Danger, definitely added more to the survival aspect. But this is a really bad visual novel basically that takes place in like a 3d world. I've heard people try to say this is open world. Absolutely not. Um, I don't know if they've ever played an open world game, but this is the furthest thing from it's very linear. Uh, It implies that you have a lot of decisions to make, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what decisions you actually get to choose and where they won't try to shoot you down at one point. The plot is that there's an earthquake in Japan. That's why this game was cancelled originally. And they had the opportunity to make a game that was really representative of how Japan handled the the aftermath of that. Um, And I think that would have been interesting because they are Japanese developers. Um, And what they decided was the first little bit of this game is actually the disaster happening with the earthquake, and then the rest of it's the disaster in game design. And I can't fathom how they got to, ah, escape this earthquake, to <sighs> running a cult that you've just met because you indoctrinated three people to join it, which, by the way, they tell you is a good thing in their stupid moral system. And, and it's like been like ten minutes of real time and they're just like yep this is this is a thing that's happening and i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be played for laughs but then just don't give me the option to be like this seems like a bad idea because i said this seems like a bad idea in game and i still had to do it and every choice i made seemed to be undermined and i wouldn't be complaining about it uh look nobody's really given this a great score except for one site that i'm gonna mention which gave it a perfect score on their site and it's it's irritating, not because we have different opinions, because I saw somebody have a 7 out of 10. Fine, I disagree with it, but fine. And But a lot of 5 out of 10s, which, you know, is more understandable. I was a fan of this series, and I felt like this was a spit in the face, so I probably took it a little bit more personally than I needed to. But calling this game a work of art is an insult to art and video games. Uh, implying that this is a good look at Japanese culture as well is complete and utter horseshit. Because the way Japanese people are portrayed in this game is some of the worst portrayals of Japanese people I've ever seen. Persona 5, which has demons in it, and other nonsensical bullshit, is a better representation of Japanese culture than this game. This game implies that large swaths of... (laughs) Japanese people are just straight up racist. Uh, they imply that they are um, sex offenders and thieves and crooks and just plain assholes. Oh, and the game ends with, I guess, spoiler, don't play this fucking game, though. So, I mean, you can just ignore me and play this game and be out 60 bucks because it's full fucking price and you're a madman. But, like, this game ends with human trafficking, which 
Yeah, I mean, literally the dumbest fucking through line because everything has to happen to your character. Like, it'd be one thing if the choices mattered and you went down different paths and the bad thing happened because conflict is important. But, like, I thought I was trying to survive an earthquake. But apparently you just have to survive every terrible thing that could possibly happen to you in the day. Like, this is the story of the unluckiest person. This game pissed me off on a level of, like, I cannot describe. It's the lowest score I've given. Um, it's a fucking mess. And this game was cancelled and brought back. And they feel like they should have had more time to plan it. And they were just like, ah, fuck it. I can't understand why this thing came thing came to be and uh, like the best part of this game was playing the vr mode where they kind of put you in the situation it made me physically ill so you can only tell how i feel about the main game when feeling motion sickness was a better time than playing the main game fuck this game it is terrible it's well, a work of art, though, of right? uh, well it's a work of art ken it's a work of art now watch me quote a critic an art critic and it's like fucking no no this game is not art all right i'm gonna purchase it on psn right after you can you can make your own character which generic asian person would you like to oh okay Uh, all right anything else that game's bad oh you mean in (laughs) what i've played uh (laughs) uh, no no and like you know, I it just it was irritating that I couldn't talk about it. But then it's not it wasn't out that week. I was just I just I can't I can't in good conscience think of like somebody buying this game. There's better there's better like adventure games that don't require a lot of gameplay, and every mechanic they had in terms of gameplay doesn't do anything in this. So, like, go and buy Danganronpa, go and buy, um, give me a second, I have to get the name of it, the Silver Case, uh, Ace Attorney, that's on PS4 now. Like, go and buy one of those, because those are all better adventure games than this piece of shit. Anyways, moving on. Next person. Bombat! Hey, how are ya? I'm good, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Did you hear about that awesome disaster report? I think we should buy it. I'll kill, I'll kill you, Ken. I did, actually. <laughs> I bought do, it while, we were, while Anthony was talking. I don't I'll, even have VR, and I bought it anyway. I'll do, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do you the favor and kill you before you can play it. <laughs> also, it's not VR, Wombat. It's, it's, there's a VR mode in it. Okay. So you can play it. Oh, good. What what's there? I bought oh, it just as play. a collector's item, so if I can oh, actually yeah. play it, that's there, a benefit. There, there's there's a there's I think there's like a at least a hundred dollar collector mo thing from NIS America that has like a soundtrack and I'm sure some other crap. <laughs> well, I don't buy um physical. Uh, no, I don't buy anything extra in the game um, unless I'm guaranteed. Um, that uh, it will be exactly like what I expected. So if it's like a shorts instead of a skirt or something, I'm I'm afraid (laughs) I'm going to get ripped off. No, I I mean like physical items. Oh, I actually do buy physical items. Um, You mean like a physical skirt? (laughs) Is that what you mean? This is the best entertainment I've gotten out of this game, (laughs) I'll be honest. Shit. God. I love it. Why is our hobby so <laughs> full of fucking creeps? 
I, I that's wish what I, I knew. And, and and I should I should state the reason why I brought up the other one, and this is is partially because he gave Resident Evil a four out of five, and then said Disaster Report was a better game. And it's like reading some of his other reviews. I'm not going to say he's a creep, but he's 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 a weeb. This is where this stuff stems from. I, I have no I have no qualms. Yeah, I'm not going to say that, but oh, the uh, uh, yeah, but our our industry is full of fucking creeps. So yeah, for uh, sure. Anyway, um, I um just to show you how exciting um my video gaming life is. Um, I have spent probably. 35 hours or so, maybe a little less than that, maybe 30, um, playing back through Baldur's Gate 2. Um, In preparation? In preparation for, uh, for three. Yeah. Um, and it's been, I mean, it's been, um, one week. You know, it's been (laughs) since I, since I beat Baldur's Gate 2, it's been what? It's, 17 18 years um, what, like 2000 yeah yeah i didn't i didn't beat it at, i didn't beat it at launch it was probably a year or two after but um yeah it's been i mean it's been probably 17 18 years since i beat every it, time so. you say it's been all i have is been going through my <laughs> head good. okay i can't i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing it um <laughs> the <laughs> it, it's it it's like when somebody says it's been a while and it, like my it's fucking brain, it's been a while. Yeah, great. Or somebody, somebody. Anyway, uh, well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop. Did you see the? Did you see the TikTok that was going around of the fails to the songs? No, no, because no, I don't, I don't have TikTok, and I. Try oh, to- I don't either. They're posting it on Twitter. I, I try to avoid anything that has TikTok in the corner. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Also, it's cumbersome. The... Cumbersome hey. is another one where somebody <laughs> says it and I quickly go into Everybody from the 90s has that. Too baka, too white, too raga, too white. I just got so, teleported you know, back to 1997, right there. Which puts me, which puts me in the mind of their other song, which was "Hey, hey, devil boy, oh lord, we're gonna blow your house in." <sighs> Anyhow, for heaven's like sakes, it's been, right it's only been two thousand years. Um, God, it's only been two thousand years. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough seven Mary three for the for, for the, the fucking decade, please. <laughs> but anyway, I don't uh, I don't know how many of you guys have have played um, Baldur's Gate two, but um, Baldur's Gate two, and I fell into the same damn trap this time as I did the last time I played it. Baldur's Gate two has um, hinterland syndrome. Oh God. Um, where you are presented just, just by nature of going around and doing things that, that, you know, you, you're asked to do, you're presented with so many side quests, uh, in chapter two that, um, you can spend, as I did, 30 hours in chapter two, um, 
and especially the 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 enhanced edition includes the expansion and they added a multi-tier dungeon into the throne of ball expansion um that is called watcher's keep and um you can in the in the enhanced edition and when you since it's automatically has thrown a ball installed you can play that at any point um if you try to go too early the person watching the keep will basically say hey you're not you don't, i don't think you're strong enough to take on this task yet um but you can get strong enough in chapter 2 to be able to do that just by virtue of all the side quests that you did so um i have i have played a ton of this game and only just now got into chapter three. Um, so the, um, wh- which, you know, are there? Oh, I can't remember, uh, eight, nine, maybe. Holy um, shit. But the thing is, if you, if you do the amount of quests that you can do in chapter two, it makes some of the subsequent chapters shorter. um, because there's some of those side quests you can do even if you're not in chapter two still. Um, but it's, I mean, it's the main quest is probably between 40 and 60 hours, depending on how you're playing it. And with side quests, it can get to 300 hours easily. Um, it's an enormous game, um, especially when you add the, the expansion in. So, um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm settled in for the long haul. I'm playing it on iPad. So, um, I can, uh, you know, I can bust it out when, when there's nothing else going on. Um, I don't have to, it's not like something I have to be sitting in front of my TV to play. So, um, but it's, I mean, story wise, it's, uh, excellent. It holds up. The story holds up very well. So, um, it's, um, it, I'm glad that I'm going back through it again uh, in advance of uh, in advance of uh, Baldur's Gate three because there are uh, as I'm going through the story I'm like oh yeah I, I, like I'm I'm picking up on things that you ever play a game but it's been so long since you played it you only half remember what happens oh, yeah. um, and some things feel like um, you get games mixed up. Like, I don't re- quite remember. I remember this happening, but I don't remember what game it was. So it's given me some um, some additional clarity, uh, which is nice. I'm playing through it on uh, the story difficulty, where it's, like, easy as hell to steamroll everything. Um, because this game is hard as hell. And um, I have no desire, uh, you know, to, to be 21, 22-year-old Ryan uh, playing this thing. I am firmly 38-year-old Ryan, uh, and I will play this game as 38-year-old Ryan. Um, so I've, I've got the difficulty all the way down where your character can't even die. Um, you can just steamroll everything because I'm not playing it again for the challenge. I'm playing it again to refresh myself on what happens uh, in it and the characters, especially in advance of Baldur's Gate 3. So it, it wouldn't do me any good to play the game um for difficulty anyway because um <coughs> Baldur's Gate 3 is going to play completely differently. Um it's going to play like the other like the Divinity um games versus the the way the the um Baldur's Gate 2 the Infinity Engine stuff plays. So 
Um, yeah, but it's, I mean, it, it's, the characters are, are just as good as they always have been. The gameplay's great. It looks like trash, but quite honestly, it kind of looked like trash in, in the year 2000. Um, it was, it, it, you know, it was never a, a graphical powerhouse, at least as far as the characters are created. The backgrounds look pretty good, um, uh, but the, the characters are, um, have always been kind of lower quality on the Infinity, Infinity Engine stuff, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I played, um, I didn't spend a lot of time on Baldur's Gate 2 when I, um, when I did the big review roundup of the, the re-releases on Xbox because, um, I had played it, uh, on the iPad when I first got it, but not very far. Um, so it's, it's good for me to go back through it again and familiarize myself with the characters and everything. Nice. But, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much it. I really honestly haven't played anything else um in the last week since we talked. There's I tried to um I tried to play some other stuff. I'm I'm just kind of in a um I'm in a lull right now where there's not a whole lot that's screaming out to me like man, I really want to play this. Um there's just nothing out there that's that's crying out to me like that. Yeah, I feel you. I tried to play a lot of stuff this week, and once I finished the two games I was interested in, I just couldn't get into anything else. Yeah. So I may, though, Anthony, that's a good idea about going at playing Animal Crossing New Leaf, because I, I do have a Switch, but I didn't buy the new Animal Crossing yet. Um, but I do still have New Leaf. Maybe, I'll, maybe so, I'll play that a little bit and see if it, see if it gives me the itch to buy the new one. So what I, what I found interesting with the update, it, it, like I said before, is that it added all this stuff that... So like you do have you have weekly you have to get you get two weekly goals and two daily goals. Um and when you're done them you go and get coupons and when you go into the trailer park I believe everything is bought with those coupons. So if there's something you want there you need to actually do those tasks and save them up. Um and like I, I was surprised that when I went to the island um to farm butterflies uh, which is such a weird thing to say. Um, but uh, they were offering tours and they have like different goals and you go to different islands uh, that way. Um, it, it's like they added a lot to that game, but it was so, I think it was like three years after that game was released. Um, so I don't know how many people actually engaged with it. Like even if you buy a new copy of New Leaf, it doesn't have that update. So it's it, it's really fascinating. There's like um, new amiibo capability, including including stuff like Zelda and uh, Splatoon amiibo. Interesting. Uh, they will bring so like I put down. I have the eight uh, bit link, and I put it down uh, after you you have to find the one character, and um, it brought a an Animal Crossing version of Ganon into the game. Oh, neat! Yeah, so there's some there's some really neat additions to the game uh, with it, and like I said, like there's a full uh, what is it Tetris Attack Puzzle League Puzzle Challenge game in there once you get the 3ds, and um, I don't know what they call it, but it was it's this like hexagonal grid survival game using the villagers in your town as like pieces you move around, and like. It's this mini game that they included. It's like the best part of the Amiibo Festival game on the Wii U, um, but you don't have to use Amiibos for it. 
it's it's actually quite fascinating. I was I was surprised on how much stuff that that was new was added to that game, and seemingly no one kind of engaged with it. So hmm. I do recommend it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Oh, I didn't play anything. I we already talked about Resident Evil. I played that. Doom. I played that. Overwatch. Played that. Uh the only the only mention that I have is that my son and I watched the Sonic movie this weekend. I need um, to sit down and do that. And if you have not seen that movie yet, you need to fucking watch that movie. I know. It is so good. <laughs> it is so so good. And that stinger. <laughs> that stinger after the credits, yeah. baby. Did you see the leaked um test animations? I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about any spoilers because you need to see that after credits thing. No, no, no. We test animations from the original Sonic. No, no. So there are clearly unfinished, um, like removed scenes with the original design. They never finished that movie with the original design. Well, it explains why it's only like an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it and is. It's fine. It's, because it's, a, it's, it's perfect. It's a, kid, it's a kid's movie too. Like kid, I don't think kids want to sit that long all i can say is that ben schwartz absolutely killed that role yeah yeah i, I love the fact that he so I still i, I ended up finding that sega where he wanted to do the sega logo yeah <laughs> they actually played it and i was like they should have done just yeah that movie uh it was great to see carrie being carrie again like he hasn't been full-blown carrie in a long time yeah i mean and he went full blown Jim Carrey. It's wonderful. That movie is wonderful. If you have kids, watch it. If you don't have kids, watch it anyway because it's just a fun ninety minutes of movie. I really love that movie. But no, like I said, I've been trying to boot up games and play them, and I'm just not getting into anything. My son took over the island in Animal Crossing, so I kind of just let that go. He's been playing a bunch of that, but it's really not been for me. But other than that, no, I just, uh, you going to say something? I got a couple of things I forgot to mention. Uh, yeah. The first one being, I played uh, for Phoenix Down, we're doing Hearts of Stone, the DLC for The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot that you, yeah. I, 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 I kind of want to save it for the show, but holy crap, that is some of the coolest stuff in The Witcher 3 so far. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's that's a very good deal, and I like that it's compact. It's like ten, twelve hours, and it's good. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I've I've officially got my tasks, and I think you know that that's kind of like what I have to do. Um, I just really like everything that they've thrown in there. It's it's actually really really cool. Um, I, I'd say it's up there with like the Bloody Baron and like um, uh, the Crones, all the stuff with the Crones, um. And it just means I, I can't wait to get into Blood and Wine. Blood and Wine is, that's deep. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I do want to mention, and it's not about video games, but everybody knows that we absolutely love Tiger King. Yeah. So after, after the, we watched the Tiger King, Laura and I began to search for other documentaries to watch we found one that is absolutely insane it's called tickled oh my no no 
No. Every, everybody You're not going to recommend that. that. Nope. Mm-mm. Yes. That's a fucked up documentary. Absolutely it not. Is, it is crazy. That is, that, is, that, is, that is more uncomfortable than anything that I can imagine happening in the Tiger King. It I'm not watching insane. the Tiger King. I can't do it. I'm just, I'm, it's, it's become too big, and I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. I need to watch it. You should you watch really, it. Yeah. It's very uh, good. It's it so, so good. good. It feels like a like the little bits that I've seen. I'm like, this is just a lifetime TV show, oh, and I can't. Oh, do it. you you need TL to watch it or whatever the fuck it's called. Stop! Stop yeah. fighting your intuition because of the zeitgeist. No, it's Just my intuition. <laughs> you're saying fight my intuition of not That's watching the... it because you think it's uh, not going to live up to the hype. Said stop fighting! <laughs> I said stop fighting. I said my intuition. Watch it. Okay, you don't make Watch sense. It. That's your I don't own give fault. A shit. Watch it okay. <laughs> now. Anyways, tickled as fucked. Don't T- tickled is is messed up. That's, but it's... that's a messed up doc. I mean. It's horribly fascinating, but I, I don't. That one's uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable, but is that on? Is I, that on I, Netflix? No, it's on Hulu. Okay, I'm gonna say I can't imagine that being on Netflix. But I feel like I'm gonna Hulu. look into this at some point, and I'm not gonna it's, be happy um, with what I find. It, don't guy, watch it with your kid. It's well, clearly, same, it's the same guy who did Dark Tourist, which is on Netflix. Um. And Dark Tourist is actually pretty fun too. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, it's that guy." And the not look, not Louis Throw. The well, yeah, he's New Zealand. David Ferrier. Uh, David Ferrier. That's it. He's actually a pretty fun. Um, and the dude don't give a shit. That dude's like, uh, my producers told me we would probably get sued if we do this, so I'm gonna go ahead and do it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's an insane documentary. It's it's crazy. Like seriously, Ken, don't look at a synopsis. Like <laughs> just 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 go into it. How many episodes is it? It's no episodes. It's a movie. Oh, it's, yeah. well, it's like ninety-two minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's like an hour. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's a god uh, no. So right. I got about I got about twenty minutes into it and I paused it and I told Laura I was like I think I know what this is and I, I, I and I'm afraid and then kind of found out I was right <laughs> and Laura looked at me like how did you know this I was like don't ask me I've been on the internet for a long time there's there's um there's a couple of doc documentaries that I I just I I cannot recommend people um. What is it, Dear David, or something like that? Oh God, that is the saddest fucking. That's alright. Do you just get angry? It's 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 Dear Zachary. Dear Zachary, that's what. God, Dear Zachary was the saddest freaking thing ever. Just I grinded my teeth into oblivion. Uh, I mean, they're fascinating things, but just there's both of these are rough for totally different reasons. Just watch Tiger King, Anthony. Uh, Fucking watch it. Sure. Tiger King. I, Tiger King is actually. I mean, I know you're looking at like. See what you're seeing is when you watch the trailers and bullshit like that. It's 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 his reality show that he was filming while it, the it, documentary was being made. It doesn't help that I kind of also I knew Joe Exotic, although I forgot his name. I knew it was something stupid. Um, I for like I knew of Joe Exotic before this documentary came out. 
Yeah, but I, there's, I, there's, I'm there's sure there is. Too. But it's just like I know that the the trash of a human he is. Oh, he's yeah. not in my opinion, he's not even the worst person in that show. I've heard. No. I've heard. No, he's not. He's not. Um the most yeah, the most sane person on that show was the drug lord guy. The most sane? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah but they're all, they're, they're all they're all horrible. They're all horrible people they are, but God bless them, man. That made for great television. It did make for great television. <sighs> all right. We are all in agreement, Carol Kilder. Oh, absolutely. Uh, guaranteed, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially, she gave herself away as soon as she said, uh, I wouldn't put perfume on somebody if I wanted a tiger to eat him. I'd use sardine oil. <laughs> <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> you need to watch it, Anthony. God bless yeah. it. You got to watch it. I have a weird one. I have a weird one that'll piss people off, I'm sure. But like there I watched it when somebody in certain got elected. It's the Trump documentary. It's like four episodes. Fascinating how a man comes to power is all I'm going to say. It's a really well done documentary series. And they had stuff where I went, How the fuck did they find this archival footage of this TV show that existed? Like because it doesn't exist anywhere online. Like it, it's 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 a great documentary, and it's like you don't have to like the guy to watch that documentary and just be like, um, Netflix puts out some great stuff, including Dark Tourist, which was brought up as well. That's another one that I do recommend watching, as <clears throat> well as my Scientology movie, which is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. All right, let's move on and finish up the show. We got new releases for the week. Below is finally coming to PlayStation 4. So that's cool. Construction Simulator 3. Disaster Report 4 Summer Memories. You should pre-order now. Uh, please don't buy that. Like, listen, I understand sometimes I just don't do it. I can't. I'm trying to save you money here. Don't do it. Don't. Uh, form. Galaxy of Pen and Paper Plus One Edition. Two new characters for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Null Drifter, Rush Rover, that sounds like a Mega Man power, uh, Slime Rancher Deluxe Edition, A Room Where Art Sli- Can... Slime Rancher, by the way, is a great game. It is. I just want to put that out there. Uh, a Room Where Art Conceals, Biped, Convoy, A Tactical Roguelike. Boy, if you ever were going to put words in a title of a game that made me not want to play it, there, there they were. Uh, Sharknado VR, Eye of the Storm. <clears throat> if you ever wanted to put words into a video game that made me want to play it, those are the words. <laughs> uh, AFL Evolution 2, Troubleshooter, Brave Lands Trilogy, and a little game on Friday called Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's coming out. Um, Final Fantasy. Ken. Do you want to yeah. do me a favor and see if you can get a code? Because well, if I'm going to pop the... I'll have to pop the head, VR headset on. Anyways, a room where art conceals. I can look into it. Remind me outside the yeah, show. I, I'm gonna I remember when the show's over. Um, I understand. Beholder 2. BQM. Block Quest Maker. Um, BQM. Block Quest Maker. Oh, okay. Uh, that missed game, Abduction, is coming to consoles this week. 
and retro tanks. Uh, short, small week for the Switch, which is shocking. Disaster reports coming. Uh, Grim Valor, uh, Tower Tale, Ubongo, Bridge 3, Fight of Animals, Gun Brick Reloaded, Monster Viator, whatever, Vigor, and RMX Real Motocross. I'm going to double down on my don't buy disaster report, especially on Switch, where it doesn't run very well. So that's... Seems like every game was smart enough to get out of the way of Final Fantasy except for Disaster Report. Of course. Well, Disaster Report comes out on Tuesday. That's what I'm saying, but it's still the same week. You're correct. Well, I feel like when you have trash, you just throw it out as soon as possible so it doesn't stink up the place. Uh, News. We've got a few things. Um, Sony has delayed The Last of Us 2 indefinitely uh, due to what they are stating as the global crisis. So, other uh, reports of that. Fucky. It's they've said that the game is pretty much done, but they're just not going to release it. I've also of, heard it's not running well. I I don't know. I'm not, I, I, of course there are rumors. So, eh, but it was just kind of weird that it's like it's it's postponed indefinitely. Like indefinitely is the word that bothered me about this because that's it's like I I get it because we don't know when this is going to end, but at the same time, like. Like you don't say indefinitely, you go until we can make sure it can get to simultaneously. It it seems like a very weird word because indefinitely usually means it's not coming out, and I I don't think that's going to be the case. But there's something weird about the use of that word in this statement. Yeah, Um, QuakeCon has been canceled due to uh, the coronavirus. Xbox's games with gold were finally announced. Actually, they were available before they were announced, which was hilarious. Um, Xbox One is getting Project Cars 2 and Knights of Pen and Paper Bundle, while Xbox 360 will get Fable Anniversary and Toy Box Turbos. Uh, also, I did not know we mentioned the PlayStation Plus games last week. That was not official. That was a rumor. Sony just officially announced them this week, which were Uncharted 4 and Dirt 2.0. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, weird how late they waited this month to announce, but there you go. Um, Shelter in place, man. Shelter in place, baby. Free games. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered Campaign was released this week, if you have a PlayStation 4. If you don't, you gotta wait till the end of the month. So there is that. Um... Trying to see if there's anything else big this week that I'm not thinking of. Those seem to be the big ones. There are um, reading reports. If you don't have an Xbox One X right now, is a good time to purchase one because Microsoft is selling them for about $299. And I'm reading tweets and and analysts saying that maybe they ain't going to make no more of these. So this is probably them just trying to get rid of stock. They're going to basically, you know, the Series X will be the big dog, but then I'm assuming that Lockhart is going to replace the the Xbox One X. So, they're going to get rid of them. They're $299 right now, which is crazy. Crazy good price. Um, I think that might be it. There's not a lot of news in the gaming world other than delays and cancellations. I have a weird one for you that I couldn't believe happened, but IGN 
IGN Why wrote about it. E3? Sorry? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, IGN's kind of doing E3. Did you see no, that? No, no. That, this is a totally different story. Okay. Yeah, Show so IGN announced a summer gaming event that will be all digital, and they've got a bunch of publishers on board, including 2K, uh, Sega, a few others. They're basically going to do like a digital E3, and from what I'm hearing, E3 was going to try to do a digital event, and it has been canceled. Because IGN ate their lunch. Nice. They must have. Um, so expect E3 to be fully canceled this week, while IGN's will still go on, as I'm assuming Microsoft's will. Bethesda has announced they are not doing a digital event during E3. So there is that. Uh, we Did we talk about the Mario rumors last week? No, I forgot. Yes, let's talk about the okay. Mario rumors. Oh, I love this I'm gonna, rumor. This gonna, rumor is beautiful. I'm going to treat them like every Nintendo rumor and be like, yep, Mother 3, Star Fox Racing game. No, those came through too. Dude, there were so many. Can you can you stop hollering for a second and just let me say that these were corroborated by multiple sources that this was going to be Nintendo's big focus for. I have not heard any of these rumors, so someone enlighten me. All right, I'm going to break this down for you. So it's Mario's 35th anniversary this year. Okay. So Nintendo has planned remasters of. Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Super Mario 64, Super Mario 3D World, Super Mario Sunshine, all coming to Switch, as well as new Mario Adventures, which will be announced at a later date. Nice. Yeah. I, I want will buy all of those. I will buy every single one of those. So what I heard was, was that some of this was going to be bundled as a Super Mario All-Stars 3. Yep, 2. No, there was a Mario All-Stars 2 before. What was All-Stars 2? Because I only know of All-Stars 1. That was on the Game Boy Advance? No. No. Pretty sure. No. <laughs> there mean, was Super Mario been... Advance, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Advance, Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 3, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. Your... Did you just Google well, this? No, Super I Mario that... All-Stars 2 is what they're calling the new remaster collection I, and uh, I news updated five days ago. And I didn't have to do that because I have all the games, and yes, I know them by heart, and those are all stupid There's games. only Super Mario All-Stars. There's no All-Stars 2. I'm pretty sure there was one. Super Mario I'm Brothers. literally looking at a Google search. Okay, right there's now. Super Mario All-Stars and Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World, and there's Super Mario All-Stars, the anniversary collection that was released really this week. Okay, fine. <laughs> Fine. I'm over here risking my life in Bosnia, and you fuckers are just throwing <laughs> But yeah, I, you are correct that they are talking about bundling. I think it's, what is it, 64 Sunshine and the Galaxy games as Super Mario All-Stars 2? Um, yeah. Or maybe just Galaxy 1 and 2 being a separate pack. We don't have full details, but we know that Nintendo is supposedly bringing all of these games to the Switch and not necessarily just ports. So, it is Mario's 35th anniversary, and they're going to celebrate it big because he's kind of a big deal, in case you don't know. He is yeah. kind of a big deal. I'm hoping to be, my my uh, lack of faith is proven to be. Normally, I don't take Nintendo rumors with anything other than a grain of salt, but when I see four and five sites saying that their sources said the yeah. same thing, I kind of tend to believe that this is true. I, I Again, I hope so, but I remember hearing a 
Star Fox Racing. I remember hearing about Metroid Prime Trilogy, Mother 3. And I'm not saying that those weren't real. Maybe they just got canned, but I think ports of Super Mario games are probably going to come out. Right. My thing is is that you're you're under the assumption that it wasn't somebody just making shit up. And I know that's not worthwhile and that these people have got sources, but all it takes is one source to be the source of multiple people. How are you going to double check? You don't want to reveal your source. I saw I, one person say they had five sources confirm it. Okay, well then that's a bit different. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be one of those things where they're like, and they're available now. Yeah, Hopefully, like yeah. give me, like, I think Super Mario 3D World is going to be its own thing. Because I heard it's getting an actual, like... Yeah, that's what I heard. I So I did see that rumor that yeah. they were adding stuff to Mario 3D World and then we're going to re-release it. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be one of those Wii U ports that we're used to at this point. I, I'm surprised yeah. it's taken this long for that one, to be honest. But maybe they were saving them all for this year. That was maybe. what their focus was this year. Because if you remember, we were talking not even a month ago, like, what else does Nintendo have in 2020? Right. That is true. So it's clearly going to be Mario is what they're going to have in 2020. Yep. Which, you know what? I'll I'll take any fucking excuse for Mario 64 again. I'll buy have a Switch they, for uh, Have they announced a... Um, have they announced any semblance of a date on Breath of the Wild 2? Or is it still just that one Stinger teaser trailer thing? The one stinger, stinger, and then initially they had said 2020, but I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. That seems like the kind of game they'd want to get out if everybody else is putting out a new system. Yeah, if you put out Breath of the Wild 2 when PS5 and Xbox Series X launch, you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll yeah, see. so that wasn't the IGN article. Okay, yeah, so what what do you so, have? So, hey, do you remember that Cooking Mama game that came out last week? Yeah, they took it off. Yes, in like a couple hours. Like, I still haven't found somebody who cares about Cooking Mama. So. You're, you're, uh, I mean, we're not the crowd, but it has its fan base. Sure. Um, however, this is the this is the interesting part. The publishers had previously talked about blockchain integration into the game somehow. The publishers have since removed any mention of this game. Uh, first trailer was found, uh, this is just from Reddit, where somebody is talking about some of the stuff about that was weird about it. First trailer was found months after it was uploaded to an unlisted YouTube video. Uh, it came out on the eShop for a few hours and got removed. Physical copies exist and are nowhere to be found except one third-party seller on Amazon that calls itself the official uh, seller of Cooking Mama Cookstar, which means this game's going to end up being rare, probably. And uh, nobody knows who actually made the game because it's not the original creators. It's a bizarre game, and the fact that they're mentioning blockchain, like, I don't know why a game would have to have blockchain. That's, that's the basically the structure of all cryptocurrencies. Unless it's actually, you know, mining currencies. It's just a fascinating thing of this one. IGN has a great article on it and everybody should read it. It's, it's bizarre. I feel like... The last time this ha- I can remember this happening was with, um, oh god, uh, Afro Ninja 2. And that was because the game was terrible. I actually own that, by the way. Yes, I know. It's terrible. Yes. Absolutely atrocious. But I, um, I, did, I don't know if that was the case with this. It was just all of a sudden gone. And well, here's the thing. Wiped. People are going to buy it because they got to complete their Switch Core collection. For sure. 
Which is but stupid. It's just it's it's this bizarre thing where it comes out for like a couple hours and then it's like immediately taken down, but yet somehow copies made it past and got printed. It's all really odd, and you don't see stuff like this. So I'm not, I'm not even sure that I care. I, I find it more fascinating not because it's Mama interest in that series, but the fact that this happened at all with a series that's well known. So yeah, I don't know. It's weird. We'll do some tweets. Uh, Corey from last week. We missed this last week because it came in after the show was over. He says, "Hey guys, I've been listening to you since day one. At that time, I was like 24, maybe 25. Here I am, 36 years old now. I haven't missed a show ever. Best podcast ever. Keep up the good work. P.S. Tiger King is a great documentary. All right, all right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Told you, man. All right, I get it. Yeah, I'm wrong. I'll admit it. Uh, thanks for listening all these years. I can't believe you're still here. That's, just, that's how I feel when people say they've listened to every show. I'm like, God bless you. Yeah, I can't believe you're still here either. When clearly every oh, step. <laughs> no, not you. I meant people listening to it. I know, I know. When clearly Ken has taken every step possible to make this show unlistenable. I try so hard. Maybe that's hey, why. At least too- we don't have Patreon exclusive content. Uh, that's true. That's true. We don't have ads anymore. We did I'm gonna I'm one. gonna actually start playing games and put it up as Patreon exclusive content. <laughs> you want to make Ryan play games? <laughs> Contribute. Yeah, to our throw Patreon. some ducats my way. No, <laughs> just just not even video. Just just audio of you playing a game, but the like recorders across the room. Yeah, just yeah. hear your controller click clacking. Yes, like Drew on a normal day. Oh. <laughs> When he's not in Bosnia, he's playing video games. Drew angrily playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> Who gets that angry while they're playing Animal Crossing? You haven't played Animal Crossing enough, boss. Clearly, he was on Tarantula Island. Uh, Jeremy says Drew, seems... Drew sounded like he's going for the world record Rubik's Cube solve when he's playing Animal Crossing. Hell yeah. Uh, Jeremy says it seems kind of strange but I'm not super concerned with game delays or even possibly uh, console delays what say y'all I personally have so much on the backlog that I'd be set for a year I am too but I'd still love to get a Series X I would love to get one but again I think they're going to be extremely I think it's going to launch because I think Microsoft's already printed that fucking box I'm going to be real honest with you but I bet you they're super hard to get this fall probably Probably. So, yes. You think as bad as the 360 was? I think it could be because if we're not just looking at demand, we're also looking at supply constraint because of what's going on in the world. Yeah, that's true. So I don't, I don't know. If I can't get one this fall, I think I'll be all right because all the Xbox stuff I can still play. I want one, and I'll get one as soon as I can. But if I somehow miss out on it, then I'll be okay getting one in like the spring. So, so have they announced like how that's going to work? So, like after the Series X releases, are are you still going to buy Xbox One games, or can I buy a Series X game and throw it in my Xbox One? Well, when you buy the game, it'll just work. So, let's say you get a Series X before you buy Halo. When you buy Halo, you just buy Halo. So, so how? But I mean, like, if I go to GameStop, which rest in peace, GameStop. But if I go to GameStop, what's the is the box still going to say Xbox One on it, or just say Xbox? Or I'd imagine the box will have wording on it that says works with both, but it doesn't matter because whatever disc you put in, it'll just download the right version. 
that's true. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much all digital at this point now. Yeah. So when you buy, so let's say you buy Cyberpunk in September if it comes out. When you get your Series X, it'll automatically just update to the X Series X version. So Ken. Yeah. Let me ask you a question that I that I uh, thought to ask you last week and then forgot. Mm-hmm. So with the update is 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 your and i'm asking you specifically anybody can answer i'm asking you specifically because you've been the most ardent supporter of digital only um does the storage system for the series x now i'm not talking about your old xbox one games Mm -hmm. does that change your tune at all about digital only no it doesn't um, because here's how I kind of look at it. So I will still have a, a, you know, an old style hard drive hooked up to it that I'll use to play like 360 stuff. Right. And stuff that isn't taking advantage of Series X. Whereas I figure within the first year, I'll buy one of those one terabyte or two terabyte expansion cards, whatever they are. Did they are. announce a two terabyte one? I thought they only announced a one terabyte. I Maybe they only announced a one terabyte, but... I will get one of those. I'm sure they're going to be expensive. I have no doubt in my mind they're going to be expensive. But I, you know, just like memory cards and external hard drives, I always buy one. So I think two terabytes for just strictly Series X games for the first year or two will be fine. And by the time we get to that point, they're clearly going to have bigger expansion cards. Yeah, it is kind of um, it is kind of frustrating to me that you can't just buy your own SSD and plug it in. Yeah, um, and I know Sony is doing that with the PS5, but it has to be a specific SSD. It can't right. just be any SSD, which I'm assuming means the ones that they're going to tell you work with it are going to be dumb fucking expensive. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. just... SSDs right now, what, 500 gigs is like $100? Yeah, I bought a I bought a 500 gig SSD for my laptop. Um, actually, I didn't buy it. I got it for Christmas, but it was 90 bucks. Yeah, I was looking into replacing my my Xbox One X's internal with an SSD, but the price is just it's just way too high when I'm going to be upgrading in you know six months anyway. Right. So I'm just not going to bother with it. I've got an SSD external hooked up to my X, and I literally it's a 500 gig, and I literally only put like Overwatch and whatever game I'm currently playing on that drive. So it's nice. It's it's really nice, but <clears throat> yeah, I. I don't like the way the storage is working for either one of these, but I get why they're doing it because they're kind of planning for the future. And I really worry about the PS5 because it's only, what, an 850 gigabyte drive? And it's like, how many games is that really going to hold? Because if you look at, what is it, Call of Duty Modern Warfare right now, it's like 120 gigs. Yeah. Good God, man. Yeah, I just, for me, it's more about... um... Like I, I'm, I'm usually only playing one game at a time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's still like, it's not like I have a four, I have a four terabyte drive in my, like plugged into my Xbox One and into my uh, PS4. I have one for each. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to just be able to have my games there. Sure. At my fingertips anytime I want them without having to re-download them every time. Uh, but at the same time, from a practical standpoint, I'm really only playing one thing at a time anyway. So it's yeah, probably my, not a huge deal. It's just a little bit, I, I hate it when, um, it, it, it drives me crazy when I feel like we're, it's taking a step backwards, not only, 
um, from a convenience standpoint, but also from a consumer friendliness standpoint. Um, you know, I, I, I can drop, you know, 90 bucks on a four terabyte, uh, whatever brand I want hard drive and plug it into the PS4 or the Xbox. That's nice. Um, it's convenient and it's consumer friendly to move to proprietary system is a little bit shitty and it feels a little bit like Vita memory card shit to me. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think once we see the the list of SSDs, that will work with PS five. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's going to be a very limited list because the way they're touting that technology it's it's very much proprietary without calling it proprietary. Yeah, I, th- I think it, yeah, I agree. It's it it was it was different. I think in the the PlayStation Two, GameCube, Xbox era with external memory cards, um, because it's not like memory card tech or hard drive tech was at the level it's at now. But um, the the notion. The notion of well, because it's SSD, it has to be a, a, this specific type of SSD is some bullshit. Um, just like the whole, well, it's kind of like an SD card, but it's not really an SD card for the PlayStation Vita stuff. Um, it's just an yeah. excuse to have another branded accessory, is all it is. Yeah, I, I want to see what kind of advantage it will take because they're acting like these these hard drives that they've built are like god's gift to hard drives right and i'm just kind of curious how imperative they really are yeah yeah or, or is it just a just a brand name yeah i don't know i hope it i hope it's beautiful i hope it's like literally like no loading time i might be willing to trade proprietary for no loading time but i wasn't willing to trade proprietary or the vita because the vita memory card sucked <laughs> Yeah, and they're, they're st- I mean, the, the only problem with proprietary memory cards is they're still freaking expensive. Eighty dollars like, for like thirty-two gigs on a good day. Yeah. Fuck, that was that was brutal, and they didn't even sell the sixty-four gig card in. Uh, I mean, North to America. Be, to be fair, I did the I did the same thing with Switch. I waited and waited and waited and waited until that four hundred gig card was super cheap before but I bought it's not. it. It's not proprietary. No, it's not proprietary, but it was still expensive. Yeah, right. it was still expensive. But it yeah. was also, but it's also like you didn't have to buy the Nintendo brand one. So like people, no, I didn't have to buy the Nintendo market. brand one. But if I wanted more than I don't know a fucking a, f- a fucking fart in the wind amount of space on my Switch, I needed to buy one. You're right. I understand that. I'm just saying, like uh, the fucking Vita was brutal. Yeah, the Vita sucked. I remember when I bought. And, and so did so did the PSP, which was the Pro Stick Duo, which was another Sony card that yes, SanDisk could make, but it was still expensive. Yeah, I don't I don't like all of this. I like where we are right now. And re- if you remember, I know it's crazy to think about this, but PlayStation didn't even support external hard drives when that thing first launched. Nope. No, it was patched in. Yeah, it was patched in later, and even now, you know, you can only use one. Yep. Which is crazy to me, like. You have to use one, and you have to move everything to your internal hard drive, and then move it to the external hard drive, and then drive, and then to the internal hard drive, and then you have to move it to the external hard drive after switching well, the hard drives again. It's a nightmare. I will tell half. you, if Sony does anything this generation that that would improve them is to fix that fucking a lot of their back end software stuff. It's it's bad. Yeah, nothing is though as bad as 
if you have a SD card in your Switch, there's nothing on the actual Switch that will allow you to move games back and forth from internal storage to the memory card. Nope, you got to delete and re-download. Yep. You can't move it. So if you've got shit on, like, I'll get messages every now and then that'll say, um, you know, I'm nearing my storage limit or whatever on the internal memory. And it's like, okay, well, let me move my stuff to the SD card that I have installed. But there's nothing on there that'll let you do it. Like Ken said, you have to you have to delete it and re-download it or back it up to a computer, and then you can try to move it over. But that's it. Yeah, there are so many things. Like another one that I, that I take for granted every time I do it is when I get on my PS4 and I re-download a game, that I have to hit the start button on the game and download my cloud saves because I'm so used to Xbox just doing it when I boot the game. Yeah. 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 Oh, to be fair, I mean, Sony's back end has been pretty abysmal for their entire run. Um, well, based off of that PSX for the, the weird PS2 that could play, what was it, Rays or something like that? It had a weird, it had the inner, had the cross interface, and they've been using. Well, yeah, yeah that X and B thing's terrible, yeah. but. The um, I just mean in general, like their 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 uh, download speeds and the way the store is oh, laid too, out and yeah. all that oh, stuff it's, has it's, been. It's funny because Drew and I were just talking about this yesterday about uh, how he let his PS Plus lapse. I got a note last night that mine expired on the sixteenth, and I was sitting there thinking, "Well, I don't really need this," and then I realized how many cloud saves I had. Yeah, that is tied to PS Plus. Yep. So, I can't cancel unless I want to lose a bunch of my backed up saves. <laughs> yeah. I I here's a weird complaint about the PlayStation and uh it doesn't happen with the Xbox and it didn't happen with the goddamn Wii. Why do the uh USBs not charge a controller? I have an external uh charger for my controllers, but like the fact that I have to do that because I can't plug a USB into it and then have it just charge my controller is absurd. It's been that if that problem has existed since the PS3. And then and then there's only two USBs on the standard PS4. How many USBs are going to be on the PS5? Probably not a lot. People exactly. don't like USBs on Fuck. things. What is so what do you mean when you say you can't plug in USB so in your controller and charge so, it? So so when the Wii is off, when the Xbox is uh, Xbox 1 is off, if you have a uh, like USB plugged through to a controller, it'll charge the battery in the controller. Well, isn't that a it's... setting? That's uh, not a no, setting on so, the PS4. It is so a setting on the PS4. Here's how, here's how you do it. And there's a way to do it. You have to plug in your controller before you turn it into sleep mode. And it Ugh. will charge when it's in sleep. But I don't want it. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be in sleep mode. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it charges in sleep mode for sure. That's how but I it, always it, charge it, mine. It, it's it's just it's been an issue. Like the Wii can be off and charge because power's still going through. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Like, there's no reason why it can't do that, and it just doesn't. And it's it's annoying. Like yeah, if it's in sleep mode, I'd expect it to, but like I don't use sleep mode a lot. Um, and like, it's just irritating that I basically have to buy an external charger for my controllers if I want to actually have any use. Uh, and I hope to God they fix the batteries and controllers too, because it feels like they die every five minutes. Well, I, the, I, that's why I'm not, um, 
I, I go back and forth on the double A batteries in the Xbox controller. There are times when I think it's good that you can do either. And then I watch my son go through double A batteries like they're candy. Yeah. Get you some uh, inner loops, man. Huh? Get you some inner loops. What's an inner loop? It is a multiple recharging battery that lasts forever. They're super okay. expensive when you first buy them, but they last forever. You have to take them out of the controller to charge them, I assume, or is there? Yeah. A... What what you what I would do is I would recommend they usually sell them in a bundle with like the charger with four batteries, four inner loops, and you've always got two charging. You just take them and swap them whenever you need to swap them. Gotcha. I'll tell you. That, I'll tell that's you. That's another option. I like. I have. I have AA batteries on backup, but I use the rechargeable battery pack from Xbox. Like the fact that I can do that is awesome. I'll tell you right now. Microsoft and Sony both need to talk to Nintendo because the the Switch Pro controller and the Wii U Pro controller would charge, and that fucker held a charge for eighty hours. Yeah. I'll tell you and, the uh, and you the can elite... the Wii, Wii U Pro controller. Well, the Wii U is off. The uh, Xbox Elite Series 2 does the same thing. It holds about a 60 to 80 hour charge. Of course, that controller is $200, so it better hold an 80 hour charge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next tweet comes from Mark. He says, you ever sit down and play a game and end up playing your comfort food for five hours straight? That's me lately. Still only two missions into Doom and the second region in Neo 2, but can't help but play Rocket League all night. Good job. There will be plenty of time over the summer. Rocket League is good comfort food. I'm not even a huge fan of I understand that. Oh, I do too. Like if I boot up Overwatch, I can play for two hours, where if I sit down to play a single-player game, sometimes I burn out after 30, 40 minutes. Yep. I'm the same way with Overwatch. Yep. I get it. Comfort food is good. Like Madden was my comfort food as well for a while, but I've played like six full seasons of that game now, so I'm kind of burned on it. But Overwatch, I still... I put it in last night and played for an hour and a half. I mean, that's kind of why I started up Animal Crossing. Yeah, Um, Doom is comfort food as well, so... Yeah, I find myself actually enjoying going back to get the collectibles in Doom. Like, that game just feels good to play. Especially as... Like, that's the thing. Like, I feel way more comfortable playing that game. It gives me everything, like, as I collect more stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a comfort food game, especially once you become powerful and just kill everything very quickly infinite ammo treats uh chad says gambus are you there what's up what's up he's just i i don't know man nobody's like him and justin are not responding to my text messages and i'm like are you guys okay you're in quarantine stop leaving me on read yeah (laughs) I don't know. I know Justin's still alive, and Gambus is still alive because I see him log on to Switch. Gambus, get on the podcast, goddammit. <laughs> We're getting close. We need you for that special episode. What, you got, like, what, six more? Four more? Uh, Chad, Chad also says, in my moment of weakness, I finally broke down and downloaded Fortnite for my son this week. I was desperate. I did get a victory royale on my first attempt, though. Nice. Uh, he also says, so where is the next Assassin's Creed game news at? Think it will be delayed like everything else. I don't know. I it, it, They have kind of gone radio silent on it. You know it's what was funny? Radio silent on everything, Ubisoft. 
Yeah, they did. But here's a funny one that I saw somebody tweet about the other day, and I did not confirm that this was true. But apparently the achievements for Assassin's Creed, whatever it's called, leaked. Really? Yeah, I saw somebody tweet that, and I was like, is this true? I didn't get a chance to look into it, but I was like, that's kind of funny if that's true. Have they even announced what it is? No, they have not shown that game, period. But, I mean, it's leaked all to hell. It's a Viking game. Huh. Yeah. Viking. Let me see here. I'm looking through. Uh, yeah, it's uh, content online. It's going to be so far. Rock or something like that. I'm curious to see how the um, how it ties into previous games. Yeah, it will be an interesting game. All right, um, I've got to pee like a racehorse, and and I know we're <laughs> we're already over time, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, that is the show this week. If you want to tweet at us, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at ZTGD. Drew is at Drew Leachman. Ryan is at WombatRP, and Anthony is non-existent on the Twitter. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, and then Phoenix Down, as Drew mentioned, they're doing Hearts of Stone. So when are you recording that episode? Uh, I'm hoping we're going to record Thursday. Okay. So maybe we'll have a new Phoenix Down on Friday. We'll continue to deliver content. I know it's it's been a little, a little light, but last week we kind of blew it up. Everybody turned in their reviews, and we posted a whole bunch of crap. Yeah, I've got two got to do. Yeah, I still have a couple that I need to finish up myself. Um, but no, that's uh, that's pretty much it for the show. Unless anybody has anything else. Don't buy Disaster Report. Okay. Pre-ordered. <laughs> Peace out, Bert. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.